Welcome to another episode of 602 Row Show. This is our season-long picks for Clayton's season. Uh, as we've talked about before, this is kind of the bread and butter. This is fantasizer. <laughs> Set your lineup one time with all the knowledge you have in advance and just kind of hope and pray. Lean on your, your bachelor wits <laughs> and get your picks going. Uh, Megan here with me as always. Uh, yeah. Fantasizer is a different beast, Megan. Yeah, it is a different beast. Um, and this season, so I felt like Clayton's season, you know, you and I had a pretty easy time with, like, choosing picks. Um, and part of that was because Brandon got uh, priced so low, um, and we both very much wanted him in our lineup, and so that made for some easy wiggle room on other characters or other players. Um, this time, the the pricing uh, made it challenging. Yeah, the, the price master really uh, really threw a curveball in here, whether it was intentional or not. Um, this is this is a tough one, and the way the pricing sits, and we'll get to the pricing list in a minute here, but it makes it difficult to have unique lineups uh, depending on where you're pulling your information from. Yeah. So you see up on your screen right now, this is just a high-level overview of Fantasizer Season Long. There are 74 scoring categories. Yeah. Uh, there is just about everything. We will have the link to the scoring category sheet uh, in the description of this video. It can also be found on Fantasizer. Uh, there are no negative points, which is an yeah. important thing to note. Uh, you can kind of throw some of your negative uh, mitigation strategy out the window when it comes to this one. Uh, and it is crowdsourced, so there's, there's, there's less likely an opportunity for something to be missed. Uh, but it also opens up to some really lively discussion. Uh, this is, it's a crowdsourced thing in a Facebook group, and yeah. uh, these, these women do a wonderful job with it. But uh, it can get it can get kind of testy sometimes. But there's always a, a thorough description of like the what and the why. Uh, so if you're if you're a data nerd, it, it's a lot of fun to dive into that sheet and see what the hell is going on. Yeah, well, uh, I know I talked about it during our Michelle season recap, but it was the first time I really dove into that Excel sheet to grab some of the data and pull for some themes. And it was, it was quite fun to read some of the comments. There's a lot there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Megan, I thought it would be kind of fun uh, for us each to pull out some of our favorite scoring categories out of the 74 possible. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and go first, and we can just go back and forth. Okay. Uh, my favorite is misusing a word or phrase. Uh, because, now, I'm going to take a shot here. I'm going to say something mean. Okay. A lot of these girls are really dumb. Yeah. Uh, so this is this is a great category because they will say things that they think are like sayings and just jumble them all to hell, and it's fantastic. Yeah. And yeah it usually makes, like... for, makes for a good laugh or a drink, depending on uh, the rules of the drinking game you play while you watch. What do you have up first? Up first, I have hot tubbing um, because it's usually really awkward. Um, and you know 100% of the time that the guys who are in the hot tub are, you know, having a little bit of a chub. And it's just really fun. I like bachelorette seasons where the guys don't know if their nipples should be above the waterline or below <laughs> the waterline. And you kind of see them thinking about it. 
Uh, my second one is uh, first to run up and greet Clayton. You know, like in a group date where they're all running down the path and they run up. And, and I'm, I'm going to throw my third one in here real quick and let you go back to back because it directly ties in. It's when they run up and jump and give that leg wrap hug. And I love that. I love the, the dead sprint competition to get there and then those leg wrap hugs. And Clayton's a big dude. And some of these girls are real small. Uh, so I, I think I think it was actually the Bachelor's Instagram account was making fun of it. Uh, we yeah. got we got a lot of leg hugs coming this year, so this is a scoring category I'm really excited for. It is. Um, I would definitely be one of the girls who's just pulling up the rear walk-in. <laughs> I'll get there eventually. <laughs> um, so two of my favorites here are girls saying, "I'm not here to make friends," because um, that one will always just like it strikes me as being so snarky and so just mean. And I'm just, I love it. It's great. <laughs> um, and then one of the things I love tracking is being called first in the row ceremony. Um, and so that's, I had to put it on my list. What did you have for number four? Yeah. I, I just want to jump back to that being called I, first one. Uh, Cause you've talked about that a few times on this show. Um, yeah. There's a lot of data. There's a lot of data for first and last uh, in the rose ceremonies. So interesting yeah. thing to watch. Uh, yeah. My last yeah. one uh, is newer. It, it's, it's uh, I think it was Hannah B's season. <laughs> the guys were getting into it and getting into it. And all season we'd seen a preview of an ambulance coming. And it turns out that this grown-ass man had fallen out of the top bunk of a bunk bed and smashed his face on the ground. That's the story. But that's really where my love for this last category, which is needing medical attention, uh, really came in. I love when the medics show up. Um, and if it's something like falling out of a bed or like falling into the pool or falling downstairs, these are all things that, while, while I will never cheer for bodily harm to another person, you damn well better believe I'm going to enjoy it if it's happening. Yeah. Well, and it's funny because my, what also made fourth for me is needing medical attention. Um, but I happen to like it for the reason of girls having panic attacks in the bathroom and needing the medic called for a panic attack to help them calm down so they don't pass out. Um, or I also like it for the very, like, played out like soccer trope of faking like being really hurt or ill so that then the bachelor or bachelor comes to see you and check on you. Get that private one-on-one -on -one time. Uh-huh. Yep. So I love it for both those reasons. And typically you have more of those in the bachelor season where you have uh, women here fainting and women here feigning being uh, sick and hurt so that the big muscular man will come save them. And we haven't seen a whole lot of either of those in the previews, but with the with the level of other drama that we've seen, uh, yeah. I have to think there's going to be some coming. 100%. Yeah. Like, if you're crying as hard as we've seen some of these girls crying in the previews, you're going to potentially have a panic attack. You know, and we're filming <laughs> this, obviously, ahead of week two when uh, season-long lineups lock. But, I mean, week two, I think they do an obstacle course. So, yeah. I'm ready. I'm here ready. I hope the medics have their bag. They're ready to rock. <laughs> Running right for it. All right, so we'll go ahead and move into the pricing. You'll see it up on your screen now. Um, and it's a doozy. It's a doozy. We got uh, Susie is our is our top at 21. 
Uh, Kate and Sierra round out the bottom at $10 a piece. Uh, everyone else falling in between there. Uh, Megan, did anything really jump off the page at you about this pricing list? Um, yeah. How many girls are 16 and above really jumps out at me. <laughs> um, so if you've been following spoilers at all, we know that the top four... Spoiler uh, alerts. Spoiler alerts. And if you're watching this, you know that there's going to be spoilers. This whole episode. Um, this whole episode. But we know that Susie, Gabby, Serene, and Rachel all get home back. And so the fact that those four are all priced so high makes it really challenging to have, as you mentioned, Rick, a unique lineup. Because it really, really um, stops you from grabbing anyone else who makes it very far in the season. You can only pick one other girl who's above, like 14 or above, to be able to get your sixth pick in. So uh, just a reminder for anyone uh, who's played before and uh, new information for anyone joining us for the first time, uh, Fantasizer season long, you will pick six girls right now before week two starts and they're locked in. Uh, the first one you pick is your captain. Um, and then it's kind of rock and roll from there. Yeah. So, you know what? Actually, I'm looking at this right now. Huh? They might have killed the captain ship. Um, I... I don't have a captain designation on any of my picks. Okay. We'll follow up with Fantasizer. There might be a captain, there might not. Uh, but but the point is that you have $100 to pick six people. Uh, it can be... You have to pick six. Yeah, you have to pick six. It can be any six that fit, but you only have $100 to get it done. Uh, so, as Megan was just speaking to, the top six on this pricing list are not the top six from a competition standpoint. Uh, but you couldn't pick them all. Uh, yeah. And you can't get the top six in your lineup. You can't get the top seven in your lineup. Uh, so you have to take a shot somewhere. Uh, and that's kind of what we'll talk through here. Uh, we'll stick with a little bit of this overall pricing here first. Yeah, uh, I will say also, I don't even think... Yeah, you can't even get your the top nine as a lineup right now with the way that the pricing worked out. So uh, you know, I, I try to equate fantasy bachelor back to other fantasy sports um as much as i can right we're we're very new in this space there aren't there's not such a thing as a fantasy bachelor podcast other than ours um so for anyone coming from uh, fantasy baseball fantasy football what this pricing structure this season is making you do is punt a category essentially If, if you played other sports you'll know that term this is not drafting a defense in your snake draft. This is punting steals in fantasy baseball. Uh, you have to take someone that you know is going to be less than and essentially give up that position in order to fit all the other things you're trying to do. Now, there's several ways to do that. Uh, yeah. And I'm sure that's where this conversation will turn for me and Megan. Yeah. Um, you know, when I, when I saw this price list come out, uh, I was upset. <laughs> we had just gotten back from bottomless sushi. Uh, we're having some drinks and, and I start clicking, right? Cause I know, I know the top six it's burning in my head. Cause we've been going through so much of this stuff yeah. and I'm not even close, not even close to fitting in under the salary cap. Yeah. 
No. So, so what strategy did you use then to pick your top six or the six girls that you have? All right. So for me, guys, uh, again, this will be the last time we do the spoiler alarms. This is a spoiler episode. Um, I have Susie winning mm-hmm. based on a whole bunch of things that I've seen. But regardless of who you have winning, we know the final three. Mm-hmm. We know your final three. So we've got we've got Susie, Rachel, Gabby. Uh, so when I'm building my roster, that's where I started. I put Susie, uh, Rachel, and Gabby in. Locked that in. Uh, there is no way I was not having those three. So then I start to move backwards from there and try to maximize the points. Because I saw I was already in a really bad spot uh, from a cash standpoint. Because uh, uh, those three, I think, is fifty-seven dollars. Yeah, all on their own. Um, and the the way the pricing's built out, a lot of the other girls I wanted were a little more expensive. Um, so, Megan, I, I don't remember if you mentioned it on on this show or on the pick show, but Serene, mm-hmm. Serene rounds out your top four. Uh, so I really wanted to have Serene in my lineup. Uh, so that's where I went next, just to see from a cost standpoint where I fell. And God, once you take Serene, your options get really, really thin. Yeah, you have twenty five dollars to work with. For yeah. Two. So, uh, you want to you want to roll through your your thinking on the top, or you want me to keep going through the bottom of mine here? Well, go ahead and go through the bottom of, of yours because right. I, so I yeah because I used a very similar approach up until I saw what your picks were and then I reverted <laughs> to an alternate plan. I'm gonna go ahead and jump off the pricing uh, over to our picks uh, just so the picks are up on the screen there. So you'll see mine uh, as we just talked about: uh, Susie, Gabby, Rachel, Serene uh, at twenty-one, nineteen, eighteen, and seventeen dollars. Um, so I, I went Sarah. I had Sarah firmly in my top seven. Mm-hmm. It really, for me, was between Sarah, who we know does well, and Genevieve, who we knew was some drama. Being able to save $5 going with Sarah over Genevieve, when Sarah goes deeper-ish in the competition, a little further depth of competition... I decided to go with Sarah. Um, the cost savings was there. Now, I clicked back and took Genevieve and realized that it wouldn't work. Yeah. So that finalized the decision for me in my mind. I was, I was going to go with the drama edit. I was going to go with that disaster, uh, especially, again, in uh, Fantasizer season long, no negative points. Uh, mm-hmm. So you, you can capitalize on all of Genevieve's bullshit without being being punished for the downside of it. Uh, yeah. So I went back and I, I pulled Sarah off. I put Genevieve in. I'm like, oh shit, I'm completely out of money. Yeah. So I popped Sarah back in, and it left me with two options, and it was Kate or Sierra, both who don't go real deep in the competition, and both who are just dreadfully boring. Uh, really for me, it, it was just depth of competition. So Sierra less, I think one more week than Kate does. And I mean, that's kind of the, what, the way I had to go with it. Yeah. No, 
Um, and that was where I was too. So I originally had the exact same lineup as you. Um, and you obviously beat me to putting yours in the PowerPoint um, <laughs> because you're the master of it anyway. Um, so when I looked and saw your lineup, um, viewers of the show will know by now that I hate having the same lineup as you. Because um, it means I can't beat you. Um, and I don't want to tie. Plus, I like to keep things interesting. Um, and if I know that we're just tied the whole season, well, that gives me very little reason to check on points. <laughs> um, it doesn't give our viewers much to listen to either. Yeah. Um, I think they remember how fast we stopped tracking the, uh, the scoring. We were tracking it, but you were trying to save my feelings from having my, my uh, other pick go home so early. Um, and so I, I have two other options I'm debating. Um, and so my lineup will be one of the two alternatives I'm about to talk about. Should I, should I insert a surprised face? Oh, the Megan's not fully sat on her picks yet. Um, and part of this, too, is I only looked at the pricing an hour before we started filming, um, or we filmed this. So you've had a full 12 hours to process your frustration at the pricing, and I have not yet. Hey, so that's my argument for why it's not set. Kept me up all night. I was tossing and turning, trying to figure out <laughs> whether I wanted Sierra in my lineup or not. <laughs> so the way I have it here is to, similar to you, to take the top four, the four girls that we know are going the farthest, and then go for the drama edit of Shanae, knowing that she has drama with both Elizabeth and Genevieve. Um, she gets points for going on two-on-one, on, two also gets points for leaving and getting sent home for the two-on-one. So again, that's different than the Rose League. She gets points for being sent home on the two-on-one. She also will more than likely get points at the women tell all, which as we talked about at the end of the season recap last time, you get points for. So Fantasizer is one of those leagues where they score the women tell all. Rose League has traditionally not scored women tell all. So last season, um, Jamie, who was our big drama person, ended up getting over 100 points on the men tell all. And so there's a really good likelihood, especially with Shanae causing as much mischief as she causes over the handful of weeks that she's here, that she would bank over 100 points on the women tell-off. That said, when you look at those 74 categories that Fantasizer has for the season long, there are not a lot of categories that really um, support a drama edit and choosing a drama person within the season long. The women tell all scoring does support that. <laughs> but throughout the actual season itself and what we're scoring on the season, it doesn't necessarily support that. She would get points, but it would really depend too on addition to like the drama that she's causing, what she and Clayton are actually talking about. Like if she actually gets into her family, if she actually gets into her life outside of here, right? If she actually starts to develop feelings for him, then I would get points for her or more points for her and it would make it worth it. Um, and so, and then obviously I have, um, with taking her, I have very few picks for who you choose next. And similar to you, went with Sierra just for length of stay. Um, so that's one way of doing it. 
thoughts, comments, questions, uh, Rick? No, I mean, really, really what it comes down to is, is what data you feel comfortable leaning on. Um, like, like you said, with 74 scoring categories, there's a lot that can happen. There's a lot of different ways to attack this. Uh, you know, and one thing we've talked about in the, in the week to week league is uh, mitigating that downside. Uh, and in, in season-long Fantasizer, you don't have to mitigate downside. All you're trying to do is is pull as many points as possible. Um, so, yeah. I, this this season, we have to mitigate downside because we can't take all the women that we want. So my other option, my other option for those of you who are curious, is to actually knock out my top four. Um, so to break that up, in which case I am torn between eliminating Rachel who I know goes farther and taking Teddy instead, who doesn't go as far, but appears to have some really good chemistry. I know that she also gets a later one-on-one plus every single time she mentions being a virgin, she will get me 15 points. Plus on the women tell all, she will likely get points. So Teddy, Teddy versus Rachel is one that I hadn't considered. Yeah. Well, and the reason why I say versus Rachel is because I want to, ideally, if I were to knock out one of the top four, I would knock out Shanae because I know that she doesn't make it to the top three, right? So all Serene. Like, Serene. Sorry, Serene. What did I say? Shanae. Oh, Serene. Um, so all I would be missing points on is the hometown date. That said, I also know that before hometowns, uh, Serene gets two one-on-ones. Which, again, are going to be major points because it's time and she's getting those roses. Um, and so I have to weigh whether I think, I, if I were to go with that option, I would have to weigh, does Rachel making it to top two or three get more points than Serene having two one-on-ones? Does and that does either of those make less points than Teddy, who only makes it to, to the top seven. So Teddy's virgin storyline, there's a ton of points available there. I'm trying to look right now. I think Teddy only gets one one-on-one. Yes. And it's late. Yeah. It's real late. It it's, like, the, it, it's the episode right before she gets eliminated. And so she, But she does get a one-on-one. And I don't know, so based off of the other information that I have as far as other group dates, I don't, I would assume that she gets a group rose at some point. Just given their connection, I would bank on me, on her getting a group rose. Um, there's a football date that I don't know who gets the group rose for. Um, the third episode, I don't know, there's a second group date that I don't know what that group date is um, and whether or not she would get group rose for that. There's also like a ro- like a comedy roast um, that she would be part of that, and I don't know if she gets the group roast for that. I don't believe that Teddy gets a group date roast. I'm, I'm looking at my handy spreadsheet I have for all the uh, group dates. But hey, we'll see. Yeah. Like I said, they're, so, they're, yeah. with the pricing the way it is, it puts mm-hmm. us in a real interesting spot uh especially if you dive into spoilers and spoilers from multiple sources um you know well and also 
at this point, we also don't know who the next Bachelorette is. And you get points for that. So if it's Teddy, again, Bachelor traditionally enjoys those virgin stories. Um, I could see Teddy being in the running for Bachelorette. Come on, we already know it's Sally. I mean, yeah, but I'm not going to choose Sally. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, like, like, again, like when you consider women tell all, when you consider some of those like extraneous points, if you wanted to do something other than what rationally and logistically makes sense, which is your lineup, there are options, but it, they're risky. They're risky options. You know, and again, this is very specifically fantasizer season long. Uh, but we'll preach it on probably every episode forever, is is know your scoring. You know, mm-hmm. we, we've talked extensively about different scoring and, and how it plays out in season long uh, in the last in the last 20 minutes or so here. And it matters. It matters greatly. It really puts you in a position where if you misinterpret a rule or miss a rule, it could be everything. Um, the other thing I'd say just... Uh, like an overarching is know where you're getting your data from and know what data might be slanted um, with anything, right? You don't want a single source. Uh, I'll tell you, sitting here right now, we don't know who wins. Mm -hmm. We have a really good idea who wins based on a couple different sources, a couple different pieces of data, some Instagram activity, um, but we don't know. Uh, So... Again, we'll we'll clarify with Fantasizer whether or not there's a captain for this season, but it's ten percent bonus on top traditionally for Fantasizer for your captain. Uh, so make sure you check on that before you finalize your lineup. The first girl you pick traditionally for Fantasizer has been your captain, uh, and you get a little bonus, you get a little bonus points. So again, that's knowing your scoring system, that's understanding how it works. Uh, there's a lot of flexibility in this year's lineup here just because of how aggressive the pricing is. So whoever is responsible for this pricing, you did a damn good job. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, there's a lot of different options you can go. You know, Megan, Megan threw you a couple. Uh, there there are things you can do here where you still have a potential to win. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I would say that you, you need to keep your core intact. Um, now, now, whether that's your top two or your top three or four of the top three or... However you want to break that thing down, uh, pick your strength, right? Pick the, the ones you feel most confident in and build out the rest. You know, see how much money you have left. Uh, and then you can work your way through a narrative. You can say, okay, well, this person for this reason and this person for this reason. See where those pieces fit together. Um, anyone who plays daily fantasy, you know the work that goes into designing a league based on a salary cap. You, know, you, you have to make certain decisions that... Yeah, sure. You know, the best six players, if you could put them in your lineup every single time, everyone would do it. Everyone's lineup would be the same. Uh, and that's why salary cap leagues are so interesting is because it, it, it promotes different ways of looking at the same data because we all got the same information. Yeah. Do you have anything else uh, high level on our lineups here? Um, I don't think so. All right. So, hey, uh, for anyone who just got lost in 27 minutes of, uh, of episode here, uh, my season-long lineup is Susie, Gabby, Serene, Rachel, Sarah, Sierra. Uh, Megan's at this time. <laughs> Which is Friday afternoon. <laughs> uh, Susie, 
Gabby, Rachel, Serene, Shanae, Sierra. Uh, and she yeah. broke down a couple of the uh, things she's thinking about there. You know, and really, guys, uh, this is a set it and forget it, right? You, you set it one time, you never have to touch it again. But the last time you touch this lineup should be 10 minutes before the show starts. Uh, keep looking for data. Keep looking for anything you can find. Check your sources on Instagram and Twitter and even TikTok and, uh, you know, whatever you could find. Continue to make tweaks and changes right up until the last possible moment uh, because they do weird things like drop promos that spoil the end of the season and someone accidentally slips in an interview saying how happy they are to be with Clayton, shit like that. So, uh, you know, be looking, be aware. Uh, but trust your gut, too. You know, Whatever that first lineup is you set, there's probably a lot of truth in that lineup for you in the way you view and the way you process information. So there's always, always a thousand ways to do this. Uh, and we're hoping to, hoping to blow the league up this year. We're hoping we can pull in a whole bunch of people for Fantasizer. <laughs> so, hey, that's, uh, that's all we have for season long. Uh, Megan, is there anything else you wanted to hit on before we, before we leave? I don't think so. Again, I think this is going to be... I'm excited to see everyone's lineup. Like, I, I think even more than, than last season, with this pricing breakdown, I am just interested to see how people approach it um, and how many of the same lineups we get. Um, and again, I think this is really, given the pricing, I think this is going to be a season long that really comes down to, like, those final weeks, um, including the women tell-all. Yes. And so I am super excited to see what happens in those, like, last uh, so hey guys, you know, like, you know, we're we're big time in here. Uh, Fantasizer just reached back out. Uh, captains are re-enabled. So if you have set a lineup before you're listening to this, you are going to have to reset your lineup. There is a captain. The first person you pick is worth ten percent bonus points. So, in theory, whoever you think scores the most is usually the winner. Should be the captain. So whoever your winner is should be your first choice. It'll say bonus next to it. 10% on top. So uh, make, make sure you check and double check those lineups. But uh, yeah, they just reached back out. It was uh, disabled accidentally. So thanks for joining us on 602 Road Show. Uh, our next show will be a uh, review of week two. Yes. Uh, and maybe we'll do a dive into uh, some of the lineups in our home league and maybe the big league, depending on how many entries we get for season long and see. Uh, yeah. Maybe ownership percentage will break down uh, who's got who and, and how that looks. Yeah. And if I end up changing my season-long lineup, I will um, do a little short for you guys. You heard it here first. <laughs> Thanks for joining us on 602 Roadshow, guys. Like and subscribe, and uh, happy picking. <laughs>